Now, we are embarking as a church into this unstoppable theme. Everybody say, unstoppable. Yeah, that's you, each and every one of us. And for last month, in the month of July, it, uh, we emphasize on the unstoppable people. And uh, this is the month of August. And the emphasis is on unstoppable faith. Unstoppable faith. And so in line with that, I'd like to share this morning on unstoppable faith, taking my text from Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to verse 25. When you talk about faith, there are many heroes of faith that we can think about. You can easily go to the famous chapter of faith, Hall of Faith in Hebrews chapter 11. And there are a list of names there. These are all heroes of faith. But there's one character in the Old Testament that stands out above the rest. And that person is known as the father of faith. So when you want to learn about unstoppable faith, and how to activate that faith so that you can be successful in life, where do you go to? You go to the father of faith and learn even from this man. It's none other than Abraham. Abraham, the father of multitudes, the father of faith. And it is in him that we see the genesis of true faith in the Lord. So much so that the Bible says, God credited it to him as righteousness. His faith was so stupendous that it delighted the hearts of God and God counted it as righteousness. Romans chapter 4, verse 16 to verse 25. Shall we stand together and read the word of the Lord? All right, All right, read out loudly, okay? This is from the New Living Translation. So, the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the Scriptures mean. When God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God has said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever He promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, 
It wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us righteous if we believe in Him. The one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, He was handed over to die because of our sins, and He was raised to life to make us right with God. Praise the Lord for His word. Thank you. Please be seated. In the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul was talking a lot about justification by faith. And when he was talking about how we are justified by faith and not by works of the law, he plucked out as an example the life of Abraham. And he devoted one entire chapter in the book of Romans to talk about how Abraham was justified by faith. And so this chapter here, strictly speaking, is talking about how we are saved by faith and not by works. How we are justified by the grace of God through faith. But along the way, we can find the faith of Abraham becoming a model for each and every one of us. The Bible here tells us in verse 19, and Abraham's faith did not weaken. Verse 20, Abraham never wavered in believing. What kind of faith did Abraham have? Unstoppable faith. Unshakable faith. Unwavering faith. Unstaggering faith. That's the kind of faith that he had. But some of us wonder, hey, that is Abraham. I don't think I am anywhere close to Abraham. That is Old Testament. This is New Testament. But what did the Bible say? In the first part and the second part of this passage that we have read, it says, yes, this faith is a free gift. So every one of us are certain to receive it. And then it says, if we have faith like Abraham's, why is Abraham called the father of all who believe? If there are fathers, then there must be sons and daughters as well. And so we can have the faith of Abraham. And what Paul is writing here, he says, it is not just for Abraham's benefit. It is for our benefit too. If we believe in him, God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the benefits shall be ours as well. So all of us here, we can have the faith of Abraham. Somebody say, Amen. That's why it is written for our benefit. What kind of supernatural faith is this? What kind of unstoppable faith is this? What are the characteristics of this kind of faith? The first thing is, faith is believing. Everybody say believing. Faith is believing. This is the object of faith. It is not just having faith. It is not even just ha uh, uh, having sincere faith. You may have a sincere faith, but if you place it on the wrong object, 
on the wrong person, on the wrong thing, it will not benefit us at all. And so the object of faith is very important. Actually, faith is believing. But believing in what? Believing in who? Is very, very crucial. First of all, Abraham believed in God. Verse 17, this happened because Abraham believed in God. And not just any God, but in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. That is the object of our faith. Our faith is upon the Lord Himself. And it is very, very important for us to recognize that. Our faith is not in ourselves. Faith is not in others. Faith is not in what you possess, what you have. But unstoppable faith focuses on God Himself, the Lord. So the Bible says, Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life. What is already dead in our life, he can bring to life again. Perhaps all your hopes have been dashed. It's dead. Perhaps your marriage is even breaking down. Your life itself is breaking down and almost dying. He's able to bring the dead back to life. And He creates. He's a God who creates not something out of nothing. Bible says He calls into existence the things that do not exist. And He continues to do it. Out of nothing, He's able to bless you even with abundance. He is the God of the miraculous. Somebody say amen. When there is nothing at all, He calls into existence. When you have nothing left, He is able to call into existence and provide for your needs. And Abraham believed in that kind of a God. Not just any God. Abraham lived in a Society whereby they worship many different kinds of God. But Abraham, his faith is upon the creator of the universe. The Lord who brings the dead back to life and calls into existence the things that are not. Do you know that there's something that God cannot resist? What? That's a blasphemy, Pastor. Yeah, God cannot resist something. And that is the exercise of faith. When his child exercises faith in him, I tell you, he cannot resist that. He will come to that child, he will pamper that child, he will bless that child, and he will take delight in that child. That's what God looks for in every single one of us. Perhaps we have focused on too many things and have neglected the thing that really, really pleases God. There's, a, there's one thing that really, really pleases God. 
Young people, if you know that your parents like something, wouldn't you try to delight them with that one thing? It may be a simple meal, the favorite meal. It may be an inexpensive toy, or toy means uh, no, not, not, not children's toy, but a hobby kind of a thing. Wouldn't you? Or it may be just a certain reaction and certain behavior of the children. Wouldn't you try to please your parents in that manner? It doesn't cost much. God cannot resist faith. When somebody says, God, I believe in you. Wow. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews eleven sixteen. He who comes to God must believe that he is. But before that, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. How many God-pleasers are here? Amen? We are all God-pleasers. We want to be God-pleasers. How? Exercising faith in Him. What did Abraham do to be called the father of faith? All he did was he believed God. He believed God. God. And not only that, he also believed what God said. This is what the scriptures mean when God told him. In verse 17 and in verse 18, God had said to him, God had already spoken. Don't miss out that, 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 that part there. God had already spoken. God had said to him, and what did he do? He believed. He believed in God's word. He just take God's word as it is impossible as it may seem to be. In fact, it is totally impossible. And yet, he never wavered in believing God's promise. You see, faith is based upon God and what he has spoken. What he had said. That is very critical for each one of us. He did not waver in unbelief at God's promise. It is the word of the Lord. That is the beginning of Abraham's faith. When he had received that word, it is enough. As somebody says, God says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Amen? God says it, I believe it, that settles it. Whatever situation you may be facing, what is the word of the Lord for us? It is important for us to get that word. And God is more keen to give us that word when we are in need, when we cry out to Him. Oh, He will answer. He will grant us that wonderful word of life to us as He did to Abraham. Then the Reverend Hill says, faith is taking God at His word. Have you got a kind of unstoppable faith of Abraham who believed God and who believed in His word? 
if your car mechanic tells you, oh, you need to change this part, change that part, change and replace this part and all that, and it will cost you 5,000 ringgit. Do you trust him or not? If your investor or financial planner tells you, hey, take out all your money and put into this mutual fund, I tell you it will grow and you will be rich. Will you do it or not? <laughs> if your doctor look at your medical reports and all those things and say, I've got just a medicine for you. You take this medicine and within one month, you will be well, but it will cost you a lot of money. Will you take the medicine? If your Facebook fan, somebody you, whom you met on Facebook, and you have become, you have befriended the person, and you became quite close to the person, and then suddenly, in that, in that kind of relationship, ask you, hey, you know, you know uh, I need 100,000 ringgit. If you love me, if, you, if this relationship means anything to you, can you help me? Will you release that 100,000 ringgit? Many of you immediately say no, but a lot of people fall for it, all right? They do. They just trust. They just... And in some, sometimes in life, we've got no choice. We are not a specialist. We are not a mechanic. We are not a doctor. We are not an investor. We may have to lean upon what people say. And some of us have faith in them, others may not. Some of the things that they tell you, you may not believe. But when God told Abraham, Abraham, you are going to have a child. And from that child, a nation shall come out. And from there, multitudes will come out. And at that time, Abraham was 75 years old. The wife is 10 years younger, 65 years old, and they are barren, they are childless. Would you believe God? It is incredulous. It is impossible. Bible says they knew that they were way past beyond childbearing age already. And yet, Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God. That's why God was so delighted with him in the face of impossibilities, when God is there, if God is able to raise the dead, if God is able to create things out of nothing, He can do that miracle. So place your trust in God and in His Word. Somebody say, Amen. Faith is also overcoming. It is not just believing. But you find that there will be in, in your journey to believe, there will be many obstacles along the way. In verse 19, Abraham's faith did not weaken. Even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. How many hundred years old do we have here? Do you realize that our body at 100 years old is as good as dead? when it comes to childbearing or having children. And that's the fact. That's the obstacle. That's the condition. 
That's the circumstance that they find themselves in, Abraham and Sarah. Now, it is interesting. You compare the different version of the Bible on this one verse, verse 19. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body in the ESV. In the NIV, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact. He faced the fact. It is not self-deception. There are many te teachers of faith, you know, who say, all you need is just confess. Even though your situation is contrary, you just confess, name it, claim it. Deny the facts. But no. Abraham faced the fact that he cannot have any more children. And in a KJV, and be not weak in faith, he considered not his own body nowadays. Now, it is interesting. In the ESV, he considered his own body. But in the King James and in the New King James, he considered not his own body. What are they saying? Taking NIV and the Message Bible, it says, Abraham didn't focus on his own importance and say it's hopeless. I think that is very clear. He considered his own body. He regarded it as it is and he faced the fact, yeah, it is beyond childbearing age. I'm important. And yet, at the same time, his faith was not weak. He still held on to God in spite of the condition of his body and the wife's barrenness. He still believed and trusted in the Lord. Brothers and sisters, our conditions and our circumstances many times will tell us it's hopeless. It cannot be done. But unshakable, unstoppable faith looks at all the circumstances and rise above this. Unstoppable faith do not deny those things that happen in our life. Yes, it's happening. Divorce, death, fear, lack, disease, depression, pain, poverty, danger, immorality, temptations of all kinds. It's happening, yes. But I will not look at all these circumstances alone. Faith rises above all these circumstances that tend to pull us down. Faith battles all these circumstances and the conditions that would deny us of the blessings of God and say, and yet, it's not happening yet. I am still sick. I'm not yet healed, but I believe in God. My marriage is on the rocks, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to believe and trust in the Lord. That's what faith will do. All these circumstances, all these conditions do not or did not weaken the faith of Abraham. That's what the devil wants us to do. Focus on your circumstances. Focus on your problem. Focus on your lack. Instead of focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of God to raise the dead and to create something out of nothing, focus on your problem. 
when He get He can get us to focus on our weaknesses and our problem, then He had us. He create doubt, sometimes ignorance, unbelief, and we cannot overcome all of these. But unshakable, unstoppable faith. Do not deny. Yeah, I got this problem, but I'm. My miracle is coming. Amen. My miracle is coming. Abraham was unstoppable, not because he did not have failures or doubts, but because he continued on despite them. And there will be many obstacles and challenges to the to, to our faith, but rise above this. Don't just focus on them. Faith makes things possible. It may not make things easy. You still may wrestle with all your negative influences, circumstances. But faith makes things possible. Thirdly, faith is growing. Bible says Abraham never wavered, but his faith grew stronger. Instead, he looked at his own body. His faith never wavered. He knew that he cannot do it anymore. But his faith grew stronger when he focused on the Lord. In the English Standard Version, he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. Some of us think, oh, this life of faith is way beyond me. I, I don't have much faith one, you know. But don't say that. Your faith can grow. And God will reward your faith. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. And that's the way we come when we approach God. When we approach God, there's only one way to approach God. How? How? By faith. James tells us, if you want to ask God anything, let Him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Wavering, unstable, double-minded, not sure. When you ask, ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like the wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For Lord, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But when Abraham came to God, he did not waver. You see, it is not enough for us to pray. We need more prayer, definitely. Thank God for all those of you who are joining us in the corporate prayer Wednesday. We encourage all of you to come, really, to see the presence of God. But in that prayer, faith must be exercised and released. You can ask, 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 and never exercise faith. What happens? God says, let not that man think he shall receive anything. You may not be able to pray long, flowery pr prayers. But if there is faith in it, a simple, 
God, help me. God will answer that prayer already. It's not a long, flowery prayer that God looks for. Some of you are afraid to come for Wednesday prayer because they're all oh, afterward. The pastor may ask me to lead in prayer. I don't know how to pray one. You're scared. No, no, we are not, we are not simply ask you to do that. But even if you, do, uh, if you are called upon a simple prayer of faith, it is the prayer of faith. And so you find that we need to grow in that area of faith. Although faith as a mustard seed can move mountain, but that faith must grow. Church, you must believe that your faith can grow. Don't say that I got weak faith, small faith, but that faith can grow. Matthew 14, 31. Oh, ye of little faith. Jesus told the people, the disciples. And then to another individual, he says, your faith is great. And then Paul in writing to the Thessalonian Christians, your faith is growing abundantly, greatly enlarged. So there are different levels of faith even. From those who have very little faith that limited the workings of God to those whose faith is known all over the world greatly enlarged. Little, great, greatly enlarged. Your faith can grow. Just like Abraham's. He grew strong in his faith. As he gave glory to God. Friends, do you want to grow strong in your faith? Do you want to grow stronger in the area of faith so that you can delight the heart of God and be able to possess the promises of God? How do you grow in that area of faith? As the Bible here already says, he grew strong as he gave glory to God. That's one key area. The greatest test of faith is when you don't get what you want, but still you are able to say, thank you, Lord. Faith is not a way to manipulate God to get what you want. Many people say, oh, faith, I, I got faith, I can do anything. I can manipulate God. God is not so easily manipulated. But even when He doesn't work in the way that you think He should, in, his, in the timing that you think He should, are you still able to say, thank you, Lord? If you are able to say, thank you, Lord, that's faith already. And that kind of faith greatly delights the heart of the Father. But let me give you eight areas whereby you can grow in your faith. You know, the disciples prayed, Luke chapter 17, verse 5, increase our faith. They also want an increased faith. Right? There are some people the Lord has blessed and used mightily. Why? It's because you look into their life. They are people of faith. Now, Abraham, uh, the, uh, the book of Romans, just now, early on, we read, verse 17, faith is a free gift of God, yes. But after that, it has to be developed in our life. Cory Ted Boom, the one who spent years in a Nazi camp during the Second World War, he grew up with a, uh, uh, with a godly father. So at one time, he told the father, he said, Dad, I wish, I wish I have great faith so that when I go through tragedies in life, I can go through it with a cheerful spirit. How can I get that kind of a faith? And the father said, don't worry, Corey. 
when the time comes, when you need that kind of faith, God will give it to you. And he gave an illustration. He said, Corey, when I send you to the store to buy something, when do I give you the money? I do not give you the money to put in the pocket when you are playing. I only give it to you when you are ready to go to the store to buy it. And God will grant us that faith. He will grant us that faith when we need it. And Corey never forgot that lesson, uh, that, 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 that word from the father, because she would be imprisoned under the uh, uh, Hitler, under the Nazi camp, and she would suffer great tragedies in life, but she withstood all that. Her faith in God never wavered. It grew through the years. Brothers and sisters, how do we increase our faith? Number one, give glory to God. I have already mentioned that, taken from Romans chapter 4, verse 20. Praising God anyway, always. Number two, read and embrace God's word. Read and embrace God's word. D.L. Moody used to pray, God, give me faith. And he prayed and prayed and prayed, God, increase my faith. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. He said, my faith did not increase. And then one day he was reading the word of the Lord. And he read Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing of the Word of God. And he said, here am I, crying to God, faith, 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 give me faith, but I never opened the Scriptures, so I cannot get faith. So he began to open the Scriptures. He began to read the Scriptures. And he found that faith came into his heart. He increased in his faith. So those of you who want God to increase your faith, where do you find faith? The Word of the Lord. Go back to the Scriptures. The more you have of the scriptures, the stronger your faith will be. And D.L. Moody said, after that, after that, I got no problem with faith already. I know the source of faith is the word of the Lord. So read and embrace God's word. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Jude, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4. When you pray in the spirit, when you speak in tongues, what happens? Paul tells us, you edify yourself. Hey, that's where you build yourself up already. When you pray in spirit, you edify yourself, you build yourself. And Jude also tells us likewise in verse 20, those who pray in the spirit, you'll find that they build up their faith, building up your faith, praying in the spirit. So you want to build up your faith, pray more, pray more in the spirit. That's why, you know, in, this, uh, 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 in the prayer that we have launched, 10-day prayer in the past and also the one that's coming, we always encourage everybody to pray at least 15 minutes in the spirit. Or longer. It can be anywhere. Pray in the Spirit. Alright, when you are serving the Lord, serving the Lord, your faith will increase. You will have to trust the Lord for many areas in life. And associate, number five, associate with others who have faith. Don't associate with just every time the doubters. You know, there are doubters in our midst always tell you, cannot one, la, impossible. La. You want to do something, don't. La. You, know, you don't make a fool of yourself. And everything negative, negative, negative. Keep away from such people. They will pull you down in your faith. But associate with those people who say, come on, let's believe the Lord together. You know, uh, and you have this need, come, can I pray with you? Let's believe the Lord together. They speak words of faith into your life. Confess God's word. Practice prayer and fasting. And remember past victories. 
So Abraham grew in his faith. And lastly, I have to move on. Lastly, faith is doing. He was fully convinced that God is able to do. God is able to do whatever He promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted to him as righteousness. Abraham was fully persuaded, fully convinced that God is able to do it. In the New Testament, another person who was facing a dilemma, a danger, the sheep he was in was battered by the storm, a terrible storm. And all hope that they would be saved had been lost. And then Paul suddenly stood up in that sheep. In Acts chapter 27 and verse 25, he told the sailors and the captain, Therefore take heart, man, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. He believed God. He had the word of the Lord. So keep up. In another version, it says, So keep up your courage, man, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Paul was fully persuaded. Fully convinced. You see, faith is not believing that God can. But it is believing that God will. Romans 4.21 again. Being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Four key words there, persuaded, perform, able, promise. In other words, yes, God is. God is our friend. A friend. Abraham was a friend of God. God is our friend. God is our heavenly father. Yes, he does. He can do anything. And yes, he will. That's the kind of God that we believe in. Somebody say amen. And He is for you. He is for each and every one of us. And so the Bible says, God is able to perform. But that doesn't mean that, okay, God, you do everything. Lah. I don't have to do anything. God, you perform everything. Lah. And that's why many people you know, uh, 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 falter in that area. They are asking God for something and after that, they leave everything to God and they do nothing. Lord, it's your turn. You do everything. You are able to perform. But you know what? Abraham has his part to play as well. Although he was fully persuaded, and yet he says, yes, God is able to perform, but I must do my performance as well. Now, without going into details here, Abraham was 99 years old. Sarah was about 90 years old. And the child will be born. This is unlike Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary. She does not know any man at all. Born of a virgin. But Isaac that is to be born, he comes forth as a normal boy. And there must be a relationship between Abraham and Sarah, even at that old age. And Abraham must do his part. You all know what I mean? 
Abraham must do his part. He cannot just say, God, you do everything. And he did. How long? We do not know. How long he tried? We do not know. But he has his part to do. It's not enough to say, God, you are able to perform. But God says, I will energize you that you may be able to perform as well. And a child was born. You see, we have our part to do. Faith is making it happen. Faith is not faith until you do something. Action is required. The kind of faith that God promises to bless is faith that is expressed in dynamic action. We have our part to do. Abraham's faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. James tells us that. Taking the lesson further, besides just the, the, the birth of Isaac, it was the sacrifice of Isaac on Mount, Mount Moriah. And so you find that we have our part to do as well. So you believe God, that God can heal. And you want faith to believe that God can use you. So what do you need to do? You have to pray for the sick. You have, start, you have to start looking for sick people to pray for. You cannot just be praying for the sick in your room and do nothing. Start laying hands on people. The moment somebody in the office says, I'm not well, I'm sick and all that, can you, can, why don't you offer a prayer? Can I pray for you? Well, the person may refuse, but who knows? The, prayer, the person may accept that prayer. You lay hands and lo and behold, a miracle can take place. We believe that God can grant us 4,000 people, 6,000 people here in our church. Do you believe that? Yeah, I believe that. But then what does God want us to do? God says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Go. Starting from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, until the uttermost parts of the world. Unless we go out and preach the gospel, that will not happen. We have faith that God will fill this house. But God has faith in us that the great commission that He has given to us will carry out and then He will do His part. And you believe God for healing. When there is an altar call for, 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 for prayer for, for the sick, don't just sit there. You know, just come out. doesn't matter it is a, if it is the seventh time that you are coming out. Just like Naaman. He has to go into the water. How many times? Seven times. And you never know when God is going to touch you and you are going to come up cleansed, healed, delivered by the power of God Almighty. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. God is a rewarder. Faith determines what God can do in your life. Release that faith even today. So unstoppable faith is believing, overcoming, growing, and doing. That's the faith of Abraham. That's the faith that God is putting into your heart even right now. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, wonderful Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Perhaps you are here today, you are searching for God. 
for the forgiveness of your sins, for the peace of God. You are searching for the one true God who loves you. And He has shown Himself to each one of us when He died on the cross to take away all our sins, to forgive us and to give us a new life with Him. Will you place that faith in God and in His Son, Jesus Christ, whom He raised from the dead? Do you want to believe in Him? You have believed in so many other things. Will you today believe in God? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord of your life. If that is your desire right where you are, can you quickly put up that hand and put it down again? We'd like to pray for you. Anybody? Yes, God bless you. Anybody else? Raise your hand high so that I can see you and pray for you. God bless you. Yes. Anybody else? Yes, yes. God bless you, sister. You want to place your faith in Jesus Christ. Yes. God bless you. In Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord who forgive us of all our sins and who give us new life. Raise up that hand. You want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yes, yes. I see that hand. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will not disappoint you. He will not fail you. God is faithful. God is faithful. Believe in Him with all your heart. Hallelujah. Alright, shall we stand together right now? Those of you who have raised your hand to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord, can you, in a few moments, can you come to the front here on my right and we're going to pray for you. But there are others here that God is speaking. God is raising up that faith in you. You are facing a condition. You are facing circumstances that are difficult, that are challenging. It seems impossible, but today, you believe in God. Today, God is granting you that gift of faith and you are believing God that a miracle can happen. It may be a physical condition that you are facing. You are not well, you are sick. But God is able to touch and heal you. You need a healing touch of the Lord, come. You are believing God for healing, come. Perhaps you are just like Sarah who was barren. You have been praying for a child. God is going to grant you that child. Come forward. We are praying with you. Or perhaps there is a lag. Perhaps there are, there are whatever situation it is. There is faith in the house even this morning. Miracles are going to happen. God is going to manifest His glory even as we reach out to Him. Perhaps you have been praying for something for a while and somehow the answer is still not there. I invite you to come out here, but this time don't ask God anymore. You just come and you do what Abraham did. You give glory to God. Before Abraham even had that child, he was already giving glory to God. And I would like to invite you to do that right now. Let's worship the Lord and you just come. Hallelujah.